Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Froth here, your old pal Froth. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much for listening, and welcome again to another episode of Hump Day Bloggerama here on the Thought Eater Podcast and Thought Eater Blog. This is a weekly stroll through the RPG blogosphere. Talk about what's going on on the old podcast, and then I put all the links that I discuss up over at the Thought Eater blog. Just Google Thought Eater blog or go to frothsofdnd.blogspot.com. The show skews a little old school, but we talk about everything here, and I think we've got another excellent, excellent roundup for you. Uh, I was putting it together today. I usually record these on Tuesdays so that I can have these out. First thing in the morning on Wednesdays, and uh, it was another one of these, wow, tons of awesome stuff. So excited to get talking about it. Uh, but first, I got a call in from Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I want Jason to know how much I appreciate you calling in and your support, always checking in and having interesting things to say. And so this call in is regarding last week's episode I was featuring some artwork from Mayfair's Chill 2nd Edition that was put up on the Vintage RPG Tumblr account. And I've got some more of that stuff actually to get into on this show. Um, I really like the artwork. It's kind of dark, but it kind of reminds me of these like 80s horror books that I read like... uh, um, scary stories to tell in the dark or whatever. It has, it's reminiscent of that kind of stuff. And, um, and anyway, let's hear what Jason has to say. Hey, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. You know, I've got Mayfair was a few years ago, Mayfair was selling their back catalog, I guess, or, you know, their old stock. And I bought the complete second edition of Chill. For, it was like a hundred bucks for everything, and it's all. I still have it all in the shrink wrap. I don't think I. It's this big, like a big block of books, shrink wrapped up. Maybe I should resell that. I don't know if I'd ever play it. I'm. I love first edition chill, but from what I've seen of PDS and stuff, second edition doesn't quite do it for me. But anyhow, just thought I'd mention that. There was something else you mentioned, but I don't remember what it is. So if I think of it, I'll let you know. Thank you for everything that you do. You do us a great service. We really appreciate it. Take it easy. Jason, thanks again for calling in. And man, I wish I had noticed that Mayfair sale uh, whenever that happened. Um, You know, I probably would never end up, who knows, you never know. But uh, I, I don't know if I would end up, you know, running second edition chill. But uh, I've got that, you know. I'm part gamer, part, you know, collector slash, you know, buy too many books or <laughs> whatever kind of person. So if, uh, if it was all meant, you know, brand new, the whole set of chill second edition, uh, all, you know, in the shrink for a hundred bucks, I probably would have taken that deal. So that's a, that's a nice, uh, you know, kind of one, one transaction, collection uh you got there and the, the artwork looks amazing i got some more of that like i said to, to to share this week so thanks for sharing that that sounds cool and uh, mayfair had some other interesting stuff so i wonder it makes me wonder about what that sale was all about but um anyway thanks for for 
sharing that with us. The only other thing I wanted to mention for the intro real quick is, you know, I'll talk from time to time. I'm sure I miss more than I catch, but sometimes I'll catch a, a brand new blog and I like to give a shout out to a new blogger that I, that I find. And so I'm giving a shout out to Polar Frosty over at the 3D6 Polar Bears blog, 3d6polarbears.blogspot.com. They've got a couple of posts up. They just got the blog, you know, just cranked up the blog here in October of 2019 and uh, a couple of interesting posts, actually, so far. They are doing kind of their own hack of Shadow of the Demon Lord, kind of making an OSR mixture of, Shadow, of Robert Schwab's Shadow of the Demon Lord and, um, and the OSR tentatively titled Shadow of the OSR. So uh, a couple of interesting posts so far from Polar Frosty. Polar, I've got your blog added to my blog role. I'll be watching what you're doing. And welcome to the blogosphere. The map segment of Hump Day Blogorama is proudly brought to you by Frank Turfler, legendary anchorite of Frank T's liner notes. I've been backing Frank T's Patreon for a while. High quality, full color, world class battle maps, sci-fi, fantasy, and otherwise. Innovative print and paste terrain that brings your table to life. Multiple support tiers, including a commercial tier, which will allow you to use Frank T's creations in your own commercial projects. You can sample some of the quality of the work by looking for Frank's Free Map Friday posts. So whether you are a creator that is looking for some cartography for a new project, whether you are a GM gaming online or in person at the table, or you're just like Froth, a map junkie, and you can't get enough of this stuff, go right now to patreon.com forward slash Frank T and check it out. All right, let's get into the maps. Once again, thanks to Frank T, Frank Turfler, legendary anchorite from Frank T's liner notes podcast and patreon.com forward slash Frank T for sponsoring the map segment. If y'all have never checked out Frank's Patreon, uh, go check it out. It's awesome stuff. Awesome, awesome stuff. If you are into RPG cartography. And so, yeah, lots of awesome map stuff this week. Starting over with old Glenn Seal, AKA Monkey Blood at monkeybloodesign.co.uk put up a cargo dock floor plan. So this was a little different, you know, usually I'll see uh, Monkey Blood um, kind of fantasy stuff, but this is for sci-fi. So I thought that was awesome. And what's cool is you can download a high resolution version at that link. So this would be great for star Wars games, all kinds of stuff, uh, mothership, whatever else. So check that out. Thanks for putting that up, Glenn. Then, you know, I, I love Greyhawk. I talk about it, um, from time to time. It's my favorite campaign setting, you know, D and D cam campaign setting of all time. And over at the Greyhawkery blog, greyhawkery.blogspot.com, they do a lot uh, to keep the, you know, to keep Greyhawk alive. They put up a couple of uh, maps that were posted at the Greyhawk Facebook group, one of the Pomarge and one of the Celine Elven city of Instat. And uh, I put up the one of the Pomarge Peninsula. Uh, these are watercolor maps that have a lot of character to them. So if you're a Greyhawk fan, or just a fan of uh, gaming maps in general, I think you'll like these. Uh, both really, really nice. And uh, let's see, 
Aaron Froke did these uh, maps. So some real talent. I love the style of these. So if you're a Greyhawk fan, go to greyhawkery.blogspot.com and check that out. Then I'm checking in over at the Bearded Devil blog, bearded-devil.com. Uh, oftentimes over here, they will put up uh, session recaps. from. The, they've got this city campaign, and their city is called Hex. And these are kind of... Um, really hard to describe the 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 campaign is uh, is on uh kind of a different level um um kind of a fantastic maybe uh, uh gaslight kind of uh, you know uh victorian era strange meets victorian era i wouldn't know how to describe it all kinds of just weird stuff but it, the bearded devils uh artwork is unbelievable and i've shown a couple times over the last year of doing this show this city of hex that they've got where it's the map is is unbelievable and it's huge and it, apparently at some point bearded devil will be maybe publishing it to where you can get your hands on it but i've just put up a segment that they feature in this latest uh, campaign um session recap and you get an idea of of what you're looking at it's almost like a like a weird children's book style or something and um anyway i my 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 descriptive terms are are not uh coming out of my mouth very good so far today that's <laughs> uh, one of those starts but uh if you go look at the just the artwork and everything from from uh from this campaign it's unbelievable too there's like some kind of uh, person with like a honeycomb kind of head you know honeycomb coming off their head with bees and stuff and uh some other maps it's just really uh really strange and really awesome so Anyway, that's one that uh, if you're listening to me, you're like, what is Fraud talking about? You'll just have to go and look for yourself at bearded-devil.com at this Hex session. Some of these uh, city maps from this uh, from this city of Hex and Bearded Devil's campaign. R unbelievably original and unique. So anyway, I'll have to listen back to that and see if I was even coherent. I get the feeling I wasn't, but we'll we'll find out. And then this was really cool. I, I, I thought about maybe putting this under the random tables and generators heading. It could have gone there, but since it dealt specifically with maps, I, I thought I'd put it under the map sec section. And anxiety at the Anxiety Wizard blog, anxietywizard.blogspot.com. And this is D. Wilkie's blog. They put up a really interesting, substantial post called City Map System and Making a Spooky City. And so it is a method, a methodology of kind of mapping out a city. So it's got a way to kind of generate a city map. And then it has a bunch of tables and stuff to make a spooky city out of it. And it credits uh, several other folks that are on the Discord for, uh, for to create this stuff. And um, so it has landmark tables, district tables, tables for a D100 encounter table. So you can follow along with this post and create your own city map and then use these tables and everything to stock it and make a spooky city just in time for Halloween. And then Evelyn M. over at Le Chaudron Chromatique, the Chaudron Chromatique.blogspot.com blog, Evelyn 
was a part of helping create this material on the Discord with uh, Wilkie. And she put up a follow-up post, Spooky City, where she's drawn out a map using the, the method and, and everything. And so I put up an image of that. So if you like, uh, you know, generating, you know, random tables and generators and stuff and, and mapping and everything, this, this should be right up your alley. So go check out both of these posts over at anxietywizard.blogspot.com and then the Chromatic Cauldron blog, chaudronchromatique.blogspot.com. Some interesting reviews and retrospectives. I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about second edition chill, and this is great, I think, for Halloween uh, getting into the spirit of it, um, over at the Vintage RPG Tumblr, vintagerpg.tumblr.com. Last week, I was talking about how they were featuring some artwork for some, from some of the Mayfair's Chill 2nd Edition line, and now they've got up uh, several, you know, a bunch more images from the Things book, the Vampires book, and the Chill Companion. And so I just put up a, a few that caught my eye, but there's many more at these links. And uh, I really thought the, the artwork was unbelievable, it's especially some of the vampire stuff. It's, it's awesome. So go and check those out. See if you agree. See if you like that artwork. And let's see. Then at D20 Pirates, d20pirates.blogspot.com, they put up a short little review of the new Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. And I am just in love with it. I love Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. I am so pumped up. If you've listened to my podcast regularly, you will have heard me talking about my upcoming Froth University uh, campaign that kicks off this Saturday. I'm so excited. It's a you know horror comedy set in the 1980s. You know, pulling in all this influence from all the classic 1980s uh, high school and college comedies and everything. And um, it, this review over at d20pirates.blogspot.com kind of goes into, um, it's maybe written more if you're familiar with Savage Worlds already, I, I, I would guess, you know, because it's just pointing out some some of the changes and some of the things they like about it. But if you're a Savage Worlds fan and haven't checked out the new Adventure Edition already, it is excellent. And just for anybody that wants a kind of easy-to-learn game, kind of, you know, not too crunchy, but just kind of crunchy enough and a real flexible game system, I'm really loving it, so... Check that out, uh, a little Savage Worlds Adventure Edition review over at d20pirates.blogspot.com. Then, I haven't checked in with Moti in a little while. I've been, you know, uh, but Moti does the tabletopbellhop.com um, website. And Mo does a lot, not just um, tabletop role-playing games, but board games, gaming advice. They uh, maintain awesome lists of... Um, uh, people that stream games, that podcast. Mo does a lot to support the scene, a ton, actually. I've got a lot of respect for Mo. And Mo put up a video of an unboxing of the Shadowrun Six World Beginner Box. And so I always like to trust Mo's opinion. Um, and uh, Mo has played, Mo has forgotten more about gaming than I, than I will ever learn. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. So if you've never checked out this site, tabletopbellhop.com, it is excellent. Uh, and then you can check out this video too if you're interested in that Shadowrun 6 edition that, you know, that's uh, kind of uh, just come out fairly recently. So go check that out. 
And uh, this caught my eye. Now, this is over at the Fantasy Faction blog, fantasy-faction.com. This is Richard Marpole's blog. And they're talking about a, I guess it's a new, yeah, it's a new edition, a second edition of a game that I knew, you know, know nothing about. Sounds really interesting. Scion. Because from Onyx Path Publishing, and this is part one of a two-part review, very detailed. They give you a lot of information of the first of two books in the Scion line called Scion Origin. And this is an urban fantasy role-playing game where the the conceit is that it's about children of the gods, uh, you know, living on the world and. Um, and it says uh, that's world with a capital W. It doesn't take place on Earth. It takes place on the world, which is what Earth would be like if gods were real and took an obvious hand in mortal affairs. And it says if you can think of a pantheon or a mythology or an aspect of folklore, then um, it either definitely exists in Scion or could if you wanted it to. So it's saying Greek, Egyptian, Norse, um, Chinese, Japanese, every kind of uh, pantheon and everything is incorporated in this, and you, you play as like the children of gods. So that just sounded like really, you know, kind of unique and original and, and interesting, and it goes into detail about the mechanics and the, the flavor and everything with a bunch of images from it. The artwork looks really nice. So if you're curious about this um, this RPG second edition of Scion, uh, go over to fantasy-faction.com, check out part one of this review, and then you know follow along to to uh, uh, to check out um, part two when it comes out. So that looks like a really interesting game that I you know didn't know anything about. So thanks for that review. Something I do know about over at Tribality, tribality.com, they do a lot of support for 5e and, and some other systems, but mainly focused on 5e. They did a little mini review of the new Tyranny of Dragons hardback from Wizards. And what this is, is Wizards has taken the first two 5e hardback modules, Horde of the Dragon Queen and Rise of Tiamat, and have combined them into one book and kind of incorporated the errata and changed a couple things about it so they, they talk about what, what that's all about and you know horde of the dragon queen and the rise of tiamat kind of got a little bit of a bad rap it wasn't just outright hostile towards it or anything but they did not get you know they weren't you know beloved and and you know they, they were kind of criticized a little bit when they came out and i disagree with a lot of criticism i actually think they're really good and part of the reason people were critical of them is um you know they wanted more guidance in some sections you know said it was hard to gm and there are some encounters and scenarios where you know you do have a lot of freedom as a gm and so to me some of the parts that people have been critical of were actually strengths of the books in my opinion but Anyway, I do intend on buying this because I like the idea of having them put together with the errata because, you know, these, uh, at least Horde of the Dragon Queen, I know was written and designed while 5e was still in the playtest stage. So I remember reading Steve Winter, who worked on the first books and somewhere on social media about how, you know, some of the errata or some of the things that were, you know, whatever... Uh, some of the errors or, or whatever, or just some of the design choices were there because 
they didn't have the full rules yet. You know, they didn't even know what the rules were when they were writing them, or they they had you know play test editions of the rules. They didn't have the final rules. So, um, but uh, at any rate, if you um, if you never pick those two up, this would be a great great way now instead of you know. Uh, unless you wanted to go buy the old two books, you know, you can get them both in one, one hardback. Now they redid the cover too with Tiamat on it. It looks really awesome. So anyway, check out that mini review of tyranny of dragons. Uh, you know, the old five E adventures kind of made new for you. And that's over at tribality.com. A review of another five E product called odyssey of the dragon Lords. I spotted this at high level games.ca says, uh, if you love Dungeons and Dragons and love Greek mythology and want to combine the two, this could be a product for you. So um, it's got uh, some information about this. This is one that I've seen. I've seen it get mentioned a couple times and I didn't know anything about it. So if you're a 5e fan out there and want to check out this, um, you know, third party campaign setting that kind of incorporates at least some great flavor into it. Odyssey of the Dragon Lords. That review is over for you at highlevelgames.ca. And now again, just a reminder, if you didn't, if you're not remembering all the links that I'm talking about are easy to find over at the Thought Eater blog. I've got everything in order at the Thought Eater blog that I'm talking about so that you can, uh, you know, go and check this stuff out. And then I wanted to mention this at the Allegis Downport blog. It's a traveler blog, allegisdownport.wordpress.com. They're talking about some Cepheus engine stuff coming out. You know, the Cepheus engine is kind of the uh, third-party retro clone um, uh, slash publishing mechanism to do, um, you know, to do your own, you know, your own traveler stuff. And it's really, really well supported. There are several um, third-party publishers that have that do just a constant stream of traveler support uh, with Cepheus Engine. And so it mentions some of that. But the thing that really caught my eye is Cepheus Quantum. Okay, so what this is is just a, it's one page. You know, it's it's really two pages, but you could print them front and back and have it all on one page. But you know, they already had Cepheus Light which is a nice kind of handy, I bought mine on Lulu, a handy little um, all-in-one-place kind of stripped-down version of the Traveler rules. But this quant- the Cepheus Quantum uh, is just literally one front and back page with the Traveler rules just boiled down to, you know, just distilled down to just as rules light as you can really make it. And it, this is free from drive through So I got the, the link up for that and then the, the link to the Allegis Downport uh, blog so that you can read a little bit about it. But if you ever wanted to, you know, just have a really, really, really simple traveler hack and something you could actually publish off of too, check out Cepheus Quantum. I found that very, very interesting. And uh, yeah, so that's what I've got for reviews and retrospectives for you today. Moving right along, do to do do to do, foot loose and fancy free. Yeah, <laughs> uh, little Muppet movie action for you. We are going to be rolling on some random tables, random tables and generators. I love this segment. I love random tables, and the blogosphere always provides uh, one thing I never have to worry about is finding some random tables. It is a weekly a weekly thing. I will always see a bunch of random tables coming out from a bunch of awesome bloggers. 
and I'm starting over at the Words for Yellow blog, wordsforyellow.blogspot.com. This is Mad Hart's blog, and they have put up a post called Character History. And so it says, when rolling up a new character, players can use these to generate a good framework for a backstory. So if you can't, you know, struggling to come up with something, um, or you just want to just, you know, challenge yourself to play something random, which is always fun too, you can roll on these for uh, some random character history. So starting with the hometown, looks like these are all D20s. So I actually got to roll some dice some real life dice uh, over the weekend. I started playing in a friend's 5e game. I'm playing this really annoying, um, uh, arrogant uh, paladin, Sir Archibald. And uh, so it's fun. So let's see how the dice are rolling for me today. So we're looking at hometown. Let's hometown for our new character uh, from a mining town. And background, this is a little bit about what the character grew up doing. Let's see. I was a courier, so I've got a map of the hometown, a running outfit, you know, couldn't afford a, a horse, so it looks like I was running around, but I'm kind of quick. So I was probably carrying some news from, you know, around uh, the different mines and everything, maybe to let them know, you know, where it's safe, where they're digging, what's going on. Uh, so I was a courier around this mining town. I've got some kind of secret, and that is, I've got a secret long-term relationship. Maybe I'm just a lowly courier, and I'm dating, you know, one of the uh, the mine owner's children, and I've got to keep it keep it low key, or uh, I might not make it out of the one of the mines. You know, I've got a scar from growing up in a dangerous world, so I've got a scar. I've got a missing eye. Oh, I'm lucky someone's still dating me with that with, with that missing eye. I've probably got a pretty good personality. <laughs> and um, let's see, connections. Here I roll a D6 to get the type of connection. Let's see. Uh, other type of connection. I roll another D6. Six. Um, uh, and I'm, and I'm new, I'm from a strange and distant, this is a strange and distant land, uh, or maybe that now, uh, wherever the adventures, new, new adventures take campaigns taking place is a strange and distant land. What brought me here from the mining, from my mining town? Well, probably that long-term relationship got find, found out. Maybe that's how I lost the eye. And, uh, now I'm running away and I'm looking for some, you know, looking for some new work. And so... Uh, I'm in this strange distant land becoming an adventurer. So funny how that stuff ends up kind of figuring itself out when you're rolling on random tables. It gives you that inspiration. And so that's actually kind of a, a cool backstory. And this would be great too to come up with some NPC stuff or whatever. So I enjoyed this. Uh, it's over at wordsforyellow.blogspot.com. Random character histories. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. No, I'm not just randomly breaking into a Bowie song. This is actually in reference to the post I'm going to at Tito RPG, titorpg.wordpress.com. They put up a post, D8 Moon Age Daydream Random Encounters. So based on the epic Bowie track off of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders, uh, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Huge Bowie fan, I'm sure probably... Some of your listeners out there are as well. So 
There's no way I was going to let this one go by without adding it to the hump day block grandma. So let's see a random moon age daydream random encounter here. And where's my D8? There you are. Uh, a pink monkey bird. <laughs> Squawking like a pink monkey bird. Uh, so this is a toucan with monkey arms and legs. It squeaks loudly. Interrupting any all spells within visual range from being cast. Uh, let's see another one. The Church of Man. The Church of Man love. Such a holy place to be. The Church of Man. Made from metallic bones, it resembles an embracing human couple. All humans who enter this structure are completely healed and teleported to a random planet whose conditions are favorable for human life but uninhabited by intelligent beings. So, uh, D8 table inspired by David Bowie's Moon Age Daydream. Need I say more? Check it out over at titorpg.wordpress.com. All right, let's get in some free stuff. Everybody likes some good free stuff, so. And I got a couple of things from some legendary, world-renowned, highly touted anchorites that podcast here on Anchor. Uh, Pete Jones over at Dragons Are Real and Dave Aldridge at the Deep Percentile um, podcast. Both put up a couple of free PDFs this week. Um, Mr. Jones put up the Dragons Are Real zine issue number three, while Aldridge put up Spooky House PDF. And now, if you follow along with other Anchor uh, podcasts, a lot of the RPG podcasters here on Anchor have been celebrating um, D&D co-creator Dave Arneson all month for Arneson's, uh, for Anchorites Appreciate Arneson Month, AAA Month. And I wasn't part of the conversation when these were happening. I just kind of noticed them, but I think that maybe these were maybe inspired by that, where they were kind of, uh, um, you know, at least in the sense of making some rules like games. I say that when I'm not 100% clear, but both of these have, you know, complete rules like RPG games. So the Dragons Are Real issue number three has a scream and scream again, where you are a star in a horror movie. And Spooky House is another kind of horror, obviously horror-inspired um, game with uh, kind of simple, uh, easy-to-learn mechanics. So I've got links up to both of these PDFs as well as links to their podcasts. They're both really good podcasts if you never checked them out. So check that out. Then over at uh, the Frugal GM, Hump Day Bloggerama, Blogger Hall of Fame member, uh, the Frugal GM frugalgm.com they put up a free gm resource rpg dice roller version 2.3 so this is a cool offline rpg dice roller you can um, you can download so if that's something you want to have handy on your computer or i'm not sure if you can put it on your phone um, but i just saw a free dice roller i thought some people might be interested in that so you can check that out over at frugalgm.com Michael Raston, who blogs at the excellent Lizardman Diaries blog, lizardmandiaries.blogspot.com, has got a new rules light sci-fi rule book called Star Dogs that they've got up. They say that uh, they're still working on it. It's kind of like in the beta, but it's free to download, playable, complete PDF. So you can check out that Star Dogs download. And then they put up a companion post called the Soft Sci-Fi Mission Generator. Not hard sci 
sci-fi, but soft sci-fi. So some random tables that you can use along with that Stardogs RPG. This is kind of neat over at Sheep and Sorcery, Michael Kennedy's blog. They said that Kayani had blessed them by creating PDFs of a couple of their recent blog posts, Children of the Howl blog posts, was a game concept and system for crawling through the ruins of your once great city as children who survived the terrible disaster that took everything from you, the Howl. So Children of the Howl. Download that free PDF right now over at sheepandsorcery.blogspot.com. Skirples of the Coins and Scrolls blog has put up a version 2, like an updated, I guess revised edition of their Glog hack, Rats on Sticks. And this one is called Mini Rats on Sticks. And so I know uh, some folks out there into Glog. So this is a free to download, I believe it's about 40 page PDF. Um, that's getting a lot of comments and stuff. So you can check out that, check that out now. Uh, Glog hack mini rats on sticks from Skirples over at coinsandscrolls.blogspot.com. Finally, on the free stuff, I saw this over at Geek Native, geeknative.com. There is a free kind of horror themed mutants and masterminds. Um, adventure out nothing to fear and you can just download this for free for Halloween so you just go over there if you're in the mutants and masterminds free adventure nothing to fear by crystal Frazier and that is up at geeknative.com okay so a few miscellaneous things that caught my eye this week I can't recall what blog I got this link from. So apologies if someone's listening and they're like, oh, that was my blog. My bad. I couldn't find the link when I went back to look for it. But someone had linked to playclassic.games. And this is a site where you can play all these old DOS games right in your web browser. And you can play the Gold Box AD&D Pool of Radiance classic um, RPG game, computer game, uh, right in your browser. For free on here so i've got a link up to that if you ever played that game before when you were younger uh i didn't spend any time playing it i didn't have this one it looks like it came out in 88 but i know a lot of people got turned on to D through this game and i've tried messing with it but i need to find uh, the the instructions because I, I don't know the key commands and everything so but it looks cool it looks like a really good way to waste some time at, at work to be quite to be quite frank with you so <laughs> maybe be careful when you go to this link and make sure you have some time especially if it's something you grew up playing uh you can check that out at playclassic.games that pool of radiance played in your browser i did want to mention a new zine release low country crawl got southern gothic rpg zine issue one barrier islands is out now and this is from some you know friends of the program David Sherdwin from the Technical Grimoire blog, as well as the Lawful Neutral over at Unlawful Games, says they also worked with Charles Ferguson Avery and Akila Adams on this. And so this looks like a really cool zine. I'm about to actually click and order it. And part of it is kind of going to a good cause, it looks like, as well, supporting the Penn Center. So I actually. Um, I spent most of my adult life in Athens, Georgia, but I did live out in Mount Pleasant, just outside of Charleston for a year, uh, working out there, and uh, it's a beautiful country, and it looks like uh, some of this is going to be kind of inspired from that 
by that low country. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with this. And um, anytime I see a, a cool looking new zine, I definitely want to mention it. I know there's some other zine lovers that are listening to this show. So you can check that out. All that, I've got two links up, but all the information on how to buy it is at technicalgrimoire.com. And finally, I put up part two of this travel and hex crawling series that is going on over at Diamond Games, D-A-I-M-O-N-Games.blogspot.com. I put up uh, part one from this. It was either last week or maybe the, w- le- the week before. David Pignandoli um, puts up these great posts where they compile a bunch of other uh, blog posts on a subject. So I know there's some hex crawlers out there. You know, in hex crawling, it's interesting. It seems like one of those things that every GM does a little bit different and that GMs are willing to experiment and maybe try new things with. So... If you want to see what some other folks are doing with their hex crawls, you can check that out now at diamond-games.blogspot.com. Alrighty, well for the final topic today, I'm calling this one the best of the blogs. You know, it's funny, um, podcasting here on Anchor, there is often a collective unconscious thing that happens where uh, a lot of anchorites will sometimes spontaneously be talking about similar things something just floating around in the ether. And uh, that sort of happened uh, kind of on the blogs this week. And, you know, the RPG blog scene, especially the old school inspired um, blog scene, has been around, you know, over a decade at this point and um, has gone through, you know, I guess you could say some peaks and valleys, probably really peaking shortly after the release of 4th edition D&D back in the years around 2008 to maybe 2010 or so. And then Google Plus kind of, it did not stop people from blogging, but it certainly uh, diverted a lot of attention maybe from the blogs. And as it was kind of like a micro-blogging site in and of itself, it's not that people stopped blogging, it's that they maybe kind of blogged in a different format I guess and then uh, and now I like to think there's a resurgence going on with uh, Google Plus having gone away I'm certainly all in putting all my chips in on on trying to support bloggers and and hoping that this kind of renaissance continues I definitely see new bloggers starting up all the time I see people cranking up their old blogs and I see a ton of I mean all you have to do is listen to this show once and you know that there is a ton of content coming out week to week. I mean I don't even come close to scratching the surface of all the stuff that's going on. I mean it's just a tiny little glimpse of all the awesomeness. So this is all just to say that there's a, a lot of great stuff out there and you know stuff that's still up you can still check out and so some people were talking about what they thought that they're favorite posts were of all time and these kind of things. And um, I'm over starting over at the Wandering Wombat uh, blog, wanderingwombat.home.blog. And they put up a post called Inspirational OSR Post. And they mentioned that they were chatting on the OSR Discord and the question came up, what are the most inspirational OSR blog posts for you. And so they put up links to a bunch of the different posts people mentioned. Um, This is, let's see, there's stuff from Jeff Reint's blog, uh, False Machine, 
Goblin Punch, you know, a lot of the most well-known um, of the RPG blogs and, and posts that people like, uh, Questing Beasts, you know, Ben Milton's blog, and so a bunch of stuff over there. Maybe if you're relatively new to the blog scene or, you know, maybe just haven't spent too much time, or even if you're, you know, been around for years and maybe didn't see some of these when they originally came out, um, uh, or, you know, or just missed them or whatever. If you want to look at what a, a lot of folks consider to be the most inspirational blog posts of all time to them, it's a good list there at wanderingwombat.home.blog. And this leads me to the whole, uh, you know, collective unconscious thing because uh, simultaneously or, or not long after uh, at the Monsters and Manuals blog, monstersandmanuals.blogspot.com, they put up a post, the greatest OSR blog post known to man. And they put up a bunch of posts that they enjoyed. See Jeff Reince come up again, Bat in the Attic, uh, Shams Grog and blog, Welsh Piper, a bunch of these blogs. And then they asked for people, Noisums asked for people to uh, comment on what they found to be the greatest OSR blog post. So there's a ton more in the comments, uh, just a ton, um, a bunch of stuff. I see Grognardia, uh, see Midden Merc, you know, just a bunch of uh, blogs you may or may not be familiar with. But so these are, you know, again, posts that uh, a lot of blog readers, enthusiasts consider the, the greatest posts that ever came out. So, uh, something as if I didn't give you all enough links already, right now I'm giving you some more. Um, and then finally on this, uh, this was over at the alone in the labyrinth blog. They're starting new, uh, in the spirit of, uh, of, of, uh, of all this, of, of celebrating blogs and everything else. They put up a post called Five on Friday, the Library of Babel. And this is a new series they're going to be doing on on Fridays uh, where they're talking about some posts that caught their eye over the week. And they gave me a little bit of a shout, um, a shout out as well, um, or a link to me and, and everything. So I appreciated that. And they were looking at stuff that Cave Girl was doing, Goblin Punch, Hill Cantons, and some other stuff. So, so anyway, I just uh, I like seeing people reminiscing about you know classic blog posts, blog posts that you know inspired them or gave them some creativity or changed their game or you know uh, enriched the hobby and everything. And I I thought that uh, that might be something worth sharing to the listeners. So. Anyway, the best of the blogs. You can check out the stuff going on over at the Wandering Wombat blog, over at Monsters and Manuals, as well as the Alone in the Labyrinth blog. I'm pooped. That's all I got. That's all I got for this week. I am so appreciative of folks listening to this show. So if you're listening to this right now, Please know that I'm very thankful for you giving it some attention. Hopefully you're finding a bunch of links and bloggers to follow and cool stuff to check out. That is the whole idea of this show. Really just shining a light on the awesome stuff that people are doing every week and trying to just kind of promote the blogosphere and celebrate it and, and help it grow and, you know, keep it thriving. That's the idea, so... Thank you very much for checking out the show. want to give a special shout out to the folks that support me on my Patreon. It is patreon.com forward slash thought eater. Just one single tier. It's a dollar a month. 
So if you like what I'm doing and want to just pledge a dollar a month, throw it in the tip jar, go to patreon.com forward slash thought eater and check that out. Also want to thank Frank T from Frank T's liner notes and patreon.com forward slash Frank T for sponsoring the map segment of hump day bloggerama. Frank, you know, I appreciate you. Next on the old froth agenda, I tried to get it done last week and failed. I fully intend this Friday, though, to have out for you uh, the GM weakness episode that I've been working on. I got a lot of call-ins from Anchorites, a lot of comments on social media about what GMs consider to be their greatest weaknesses. And so I will have that rain, sleet, or snow, unless I get, God forbid, something you know, serious happens. That's going to be up on Friday at some point for y'all to check out. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, looking forward to that. And then talk about looking forward to something. I'm so pumped up about my Froth University game this Saturday, Savage Worlds, 1980s comedy horror. Everybody's pumped up for it. I can't wait. I'm really, really excited. I've got a bunch of cool ideas. So Sunday, I will put up a recap of that. Let y'all know how it went, and hopefully people want to follow along with that. If you're interested in that, you can look back at other episodes that have the words Froth University in the title, and that is me talking about the prep, talking about the game, getting it all set up. Now look, even if you're just an old school only person, and, and that is totally cool, you still might enjoy this just for the subject matter. I'm not going to get too much in the nitty gritty of the savage world's mechanics it's really going to be about the fun of the storyline so if you like old school 80s comedies and 80s horror and and that kind of stuff hopefully you'll want to check it out other than that if you want to send me a message on anything we talked about today you can use the anchor app to do so or you can email me frothsoftfrothsof at gmail.com don't forget all these links are up at the thought eater blog frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com that is literally all I got. So, Logan, let's go. Sickly platypus, a psychic grenade. Zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind. Boom, 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 boom,